Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's podcast episode. And it's going to be one if you like the random, rambly podcast episodes, you're going to love this one today because I've got a lot of topics to bring to you. Some conversation about the scale, dry skin in the winter. I've given this tip before, but it is so good. I need to tell you again. And I'm going to be talking about how I am up leveling and going to become a whole new babe starting next week. So if you like the raw, real, rambly episodes, let's dive into it for this week. I told you guys a while ago that I was going to become that person that no longer looked at the scale, no longer used the scale as a measurement of success or if I'm doing the right things with my body when it comes to my goals. And I wanted to share where I'm at with that because I am still standing by it. I'm still going strong. And I want to just preface and say, I don't think everybody needs to ditch the scale. But if you have been one that steps on the scale and your mood, energy, emotion, your thoughts shift and change toward the negative because of what that number on the scale says, I want to just talk to you guys about what it's like to, for a long period of time, because I think it was like November, I decided I'm done with the scale. I'm done stepping on it. I don't want to use it as a measure of success anymore because I would be feel, I'd feel really good about how was, how I was living with my fitness and my nutrition and just overall enjoyment of my life. And then I'd step on the scale And whether it went up or whether it went down, it dictated how I thought and felt after that moment. And that's when I'm like, that's not a healthy relationship with the scale. Now, if you can step on the scale and be like, okay, that's what number it is. And that is, it it doesn't evoke negative thoughts or feelings, then continue to use the scale. But if you're somebody like me and you're, you're using the scale as a measurement and then that scale, that number of what you see then affects your thoughts and your feelings and your behaviors after November, December, January, and now we're almost to the end of February, almost four months of not using this scale, I can tell you my mindset, attitude, and energy around my body, what I'm doing for my workouts, how I am fueling myself is still on the up and up of what I want to achieve with my health and fitness goals. And I haven't used the scale as a measure. There have been a couple times where I've thought to myself, maybe I should just step on and see. Maybe I should just step on and see if where I'm at, like, have I lost? Have I gained where I'm at? And I had to stop and ask myself the question, okay, Joel, if you step on the scale and if you see it up or if you see it down, is it going to evoke or trigger a feeling and or thoughts and emotions? And I always was like, yeah, if I step on this scale and let's say I see 10 pound increase, I'm going to have certain thoughts and feelings towards my body. If I were to step on it and see 10 pounds lost, I would have thoughts and feelings. And I don't want it to have that power on me. I don't want it to have the power of negativity over me, but also I don't want to have that enhanced positivity over the scale too, because while the scale is a measure that you can use towards weight loss, it is not the only metric or measure of weight loss. It's not the only thing that will show you what you're doing is working. 
and especially when your goal is fat loss. So fat loss and weight loss are not the same. You could drop a lot of weight by starving yourself, depriving yourself, sitting in a sauna, restriction. You could lose a lot of weight quickly by doing those habits. I mean, I, I, I remember that from high school, seeing a lot of the wrestlers, a lot of the guys do these drastic things to cut weight. And especially in the bodybuilding world, they do the same things. They do those same things weeks leading up to the show to drop, um, to drop weight. Not all of it is body fat. And if you want to lose body fat, then it is more of a slow, steady pace than drastic measures. Okay. So I just want to remind you that if you step on the scale and you see two pounds up or two pounds down, that doesn't mean you have gained two pounds of fat. That doesn't mean, doesn't mean you have lost two pounds of fat. And when you are on a fat loss journey and you're doing it with the right measures and metrics, it should have fluctuations in it. You should see the scale go up and go down and go up and go down. And this trajectory over time be not as linear as what we imagine it to be when we start our weight loss journeys. Now, I do have the goal of slimming down for summer and like no shame in that game. If I say like I want to go into a weight loss phase again, I may bring the scale back in. But just right now, I'm like, no, I'm feeling really good with doing my workouts. If you listen to my podcast episode on my 2023 workout wellness plan for myself. I'm still doing my three, two, one method, and I am really enjoying that. I, um, I, I'm, I'll, I'll stop right there and just continue to say when I decided to become that girl that doesn't know what she weighs and she just goes off of how I feel and how my clothes are looking. And, you know, I haven't even taken picture progress measures because I just really want to feel my best. I want to feel my best. I want to evoke that feeling of feeling my absolute best and go go by doing more things that help me feel my best. And the scale was not helping me feel my best. And this leads me into talking about why there haven't been a lot more podcast episodes where I've been on the fly and these random chit chats. And it's because the Feminine Edge Collective ladies told me loud and clear that it was hard to consume the content and the classes because it was all within our app and on a video. Well, I was like, ask and you shall receive because the community has been growing so much. Welcome to the new community members. The community has been growing so much. I decided to create a private podcast feed just for the ladies in the Feminine Edge Collective. And this podcast feed is really raw and real. And I've been um, uploading different classes that have been in the past that may have been just really hard. I know we all don't have time to sit in front of a computer and look at a slideshow presentation. You guys are podcast people. The ladies in the Feminine Edge Collective are podcast people. And we have a private podcast feed that is very special and, um, that's where most of the content like this is going to be. It is only $27 a month right now, you guys. And it is going to, we've been open for almost a year. Feminine Edge Collective is one year old come May. And 
when May rolls around, I am going to be closing out Founders Club membership and it is going to increase in price because I create custom content for the app and there's going now the private podcast feed, the price is going to be going up. But those of you who join before May will get it at this founding members rate and you'll be locked in at this founding members rate. So if you're interested in that, I will leave the link to the Feminine Edge Collective. You have the community app for support and then the content is via private podcast feed. So it's really cool, really convenient for you guys to listen to. Next thing I wanted to talk about was the podcast episode that uploaded on Tuesday with Kelly Hutchinson. And I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I hope it gave you some grace and space when it comes to parenting because before having kids and when I was pregnant and when my kids were really little, I was reading and consuming all of the toddler content. And for a brief little bit, I got on the parenting side of TikTok I would feel like a failure in parenting all of the time if I continued to let different, even science-based, science-based modalities, or I don't know what you call it, methods of parenting, because I am not a perfect parent. And I will, I was, I will be really hard on myself about that because parenting really matters to me. Being a mom is the most important thing to me in my life and I want to do a good job at it and like Kelly said oftentimes we're the ones who are listening to parenting podcasts are the overachievers and so I hope that her concept of b-minus parenting and then those nuggets of wisdom that we finish out the episode with for each phase of motherhood that you feel a sense of peace and trust me when I see Kelly's episode titles, I'm sometimes like, what does she even mean by that? Is there going to be something I can get from that episode? But, you know, for her next three, four episodes, just listen to them. No matter what they're titled, just listen to them. And I hope that they are helpful to you. And when it comes to motherhood, like I said, this as the advice to newborn and infant moms, trust your gut more than Google. Trust your gut more than Google when it comes to parenting your kids and not comparing your kids to other people's kids. And you're going to, you're going to do a great job. You're going to do a great job and you're going to make mistakes. I remember hearing from somebody a long time ago that when their child was like eight, nine years old, they explained to them, you know, this is the first time I'm being a parent. And so I'm learning alongside with you and talk to me about things and you know I don't know everything and they had said that that was such a pivotal conversation with their child in their child understanding like mom and dad aren't perfect and that they're just really trying to do their best and then it opened this line of connection and communication with their child and I have really just held on to that of waiting for the moment with my oldest and even with my youngest of how can I express to them too like mom's not here to say I know everything and you just have to follow my rules it's really about building connection with kids that's something I have to remind myself of and of and of you know we talked about b-minus parenting and even though I talk about how I would 
I want to foster connection and communication with my kids. I'm probably more doing that at a C minus parenting right now, but I want to work on improvement. And I know that by listening to what Kelly talks about, it'll be just reiterating um, how I want to show up as a parent. Random topic switch. Here we go. I know for me, especially this time of year, it's the dead of February. It's been very cold and dry for a very long time. And I want to remind you ladies of my, if you suffer from dry skin, whether that's really dry skin on your arms, for me, it's like my shins get so dry and itchy. Here is my hack for that. So once a week, I get into the shower, I exfoliate, I shave, and then when I come out of the shower, I'm towel dried. I'm still kind of like damp, but it's the first thing I do after I've, you know, towel dried a little bit is I take a body oil and I slather my body in body oil. I've used the Shea Moisture. I've used Bio Oil. Dime Beauty actually has a new one out. I have that coming in an order in my next order, the Dime Beauty Um, skincare has a body oil and then you know let it soak I heard somebody else say after you've done the body oil and it has like a a minute or two to settle go an extra step and put a layer of lotion on top of that body oil and your skin will feel so silky smooth and hydrated and if you do this that sounds like a lot right but if you do this once a week at minimum, you will feel like your skin has that nourishment and that hydration because in the air, it's just dry right now. Don't forget to use a hair mask. I like the Moroccan oil one. Go ask your stylist what, like, what is a really good moisturizing hair mask that they recommend and you, you'll love it. You'll see a difference in the static that happens with hair. And that leads me into talking about the thing that I am so excited for next week. I am getting hair extensions. I believe they're called invisible bead hair extensions. As you guys know, in 2020, I chopped my hair. After having my kids, I had long, luscious, thick, beautiful hair. And for some reason in 2020, I really just wanted to change things up and I chopped it. I chopped it off and I was like, you know what? It's going to be fine because my hair is long and thick and healthy and it is going to grow back so fast. And it did. For a little while, it did. But then in, gosh, when was, when did I get COVID? Was it February of 2021? February of 2021, I started to notice all of my hair falling out in clumps and not like the the normal amount of hair shedding. I was noticing it more in our vacuum, more in our dryer, more in the shower, like this clump of hair. Then I decided to take a picture of the back of my hair because I felt like it was getting shorter and shorter and shorter but I wasn't cutting it. I wasn't bleaching it. I wasn't doing those things. And my hairline was so patchy. Like I had two random strikely long hairs. I had just, it was so weird. I plan on making a TikTok slash reel about what my hair looked like after having COVID. And I didn't really recognize it or correlate it to COVID until two months after I had COVID. So it's not like I saw it right away in February that my hair was falling out. I saw it in like April, 
May is when I was really recognizing that hair fallout and it fell out and it was so sad and heartbreaking. And I went to, um, a stylist and she said, you know, it's very common for COVID hair loss. You really just have to do your best to not damage it more, be very delicate with it, use styling, like professional grade styling products and try not to use heat. And I have been doing that for over a year now. Has my hair made progress? A little bit. Do I think... (laughs) Do I think it should be more progress? Yes. I'm very impatient with my hair right now. I haven't, I've been getting trims. I haven't been getting highlights or chemically treating my hair as often as I am used to. I've got darker roots and I was like, I just really want to feel like myself. I would look back at my pictures of me with my long hair and be like, that just feels like me. That just feels like me. So I'm going to get hair extensions and I'm so excited for it. It's going to be a very long appointment because we're going to do balayage to match the extensions and it's going to be a long process, but you know what? I'm here for it because that is my dream. Going to the salon, getting my hair done, sitting in a chair, having chit chat with, you know, the stylist that I'm going to, they're all amazing and great. I love chit-chatting. Obviously, I'm a podcaster. I do it for a living and I'm excited. And I'm also going to upgrade my makeup. I am going to invest in a few makeup items that I've heard and seen raved about time and time and time again. One is the Charlotte Tilbury Flawless Filter Foundation. Another is... Hmm. What was it? Oh, Charlotte Tilbury's... Um, lip liner, lip gloss. There's a couple things on my list where I'm like, I just need a revamp with hair and makeup. And I'm doing that next week. I'm doing that for me. And I am so excited. You guys, I am so excited. I just have not felt like myself with this like straggly long hair and or straggly like mid grown out hair. And I think it'll Yes, I am concerned about damage that extensions could cause on my hair, but also I like my hair to be styled. That is one thing. Like I can go without makeup. I can go wearing, you know, leggings and a sweatshirt. But if I feel like my hair is done and it's beautiful, I feel like I'm a queen with a crown on her head. Like I feel so magnificent when my hair looks and feels magnificent. And I have not been able to achieve that with the damage and the shedding and the thinness and the straggliness that I feel like COVID hair loss. And so I've been styling it more and more. I've been using heat tools more and more and more, and that damages my hair. And that damages my hair at the spot where I want it to be growing. So my hope is that with my extensions, I, because extensions hold style longer than hair does. So my hope is I use heat on my hair and in a more minimal way. And even if the extensions damage my hair a little bit, then maybe using less heat will like make up for that. But I got to the point where I was like, could extensions damage my hair more? Yes. Am I willing to take that chance? Yes. (laughs) That's just where I'm at right now. So I've been on TikTok and researching invisible bead extensions and I trust the person that I'm going to. I've gotten recommendations on 
on from the recommendations reviews from people who have gone to this person. So I'm really excited about it. I'm really, really excited about it. And I really want you to think of one thing that you are going to do for you and only you. Extensions is a big one. It's a big investment. I had to like really wrap my wrap my rigmarole around that. But I I decided it's time for me to make this type of investment in me. Maybe for you it's clothes. Maybe for you it's your new workout routine. And um or coming into the Feminine Edge Collective because we talked all about fitness and nutrition in January, February. You still will get access to those things and the items and the resources that are in there. And then rolling into March, we're going to be talking about habits and rhythms. So in your day-to-day life, what you desire to do, how you desire to be, becomes something that is just not something you have to make the time for, but something that feels like a flow in your life. It feels like something you just do because it's like a rhythm and a habit and a routine. So we're going to be talking a lot about those things come March. Thank you so much for listening today. If you like these type of episodes, make sure that you let me know on Instagram in my DMs, you come into the Feminine Edge Collective or share this up in your stories or with your bestie. If you found anything helpful, beneficial, useful, let me know. I want to hear from you guys and I will talk to you in the next episode.